0: Hey Jesse, I just wanted to let you know I think you look really beautiful right now.
1: Mm, thank
0: you. You're welcome.
1: And I think that you look like a flower that's often confused for a common variety weed.
0: Ah. Well wait a second. <music>
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Ooh, getting some, I don't know, that was weird. Sorry. Some some odd technical difficulties there for a second. I can't hear it. You got the headphones <laughs> not me. What did you hear? There was like a, There's a little buzzing, a little rasping oh, going on it, there.
0: Was it the phone you want to try to get? No, it
1: was a something to do with the mic okay. hopefully it's okay i'm okay. sure it's okay <laughs> so we'll just, just keep, keep going. going yeah okay yeah well. the 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 danny hockey's back and the leafs are playing the canadians in one hour so we gotta we gotta wrap this thing up never
0: happening <laughs> <laughs> not happening <laughs>
1: Oh, that's right. Don't we have like uh, lots of top of the we show business? We have so many
0: voicemails.
1: Yeah. last week we were like,
0: <laughs> no one sent us voicemails anymore. <laughs> and then so we got like a hundred voicemails. And then without asking it, two different people were like, oh, you know what? Instead of calling the voicemail line, I'll record a message and then email it in so that it's not constricted to the three minute rule. And that's what two people did. So wow. we have really nice, crystal clear voicemails that go over three minutes.
1: So if by it's the time wonderful. we get to the covers, if I'm starting to fade a little, which is usually when I do start to fade anyway, if I start to be a little more distracted, it's because I have the game on on my phone.
0: So the first thing I want to talk about this week was that, and I tweeted about this, but I was listening because uh, before we interviewed John Schneck, and not to get people thinking we're interviewing Ethan Luck, because that's not coming up. That's not planned at all. I haven't even, we haven't even talked to him. But before we talked to John Schneck, the only interview I... F- one of the only two interviews long form that I found with him was on this Don't Feed the Trolls podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, let me see what else. Oh, they talked to Ethan Luck. I was like, let me listen to the Ethan Luck episode that they did. And then I tweeted, super prescient moment from a 2017 episode of Trolls Pod... talking to Ethan Luck about face masks in Japan. And this podcast from 2017 ended with this. Did you hear this on the Twitter when I tweeted it?
1: I, th- I think you just told me about it Okay,
2: so here's the audio <laughs> and Yeah, exactly Really quiet again Okay, what is he gonna say next? My favorite yeah. thing was seeing people crowd surf with their, like, masks on their faces Yeah, <laughs> that's cool <laughs> They're, like, sick masks Everyone wears a mask in Japan They don't want to get sick they, yeah. No, they don't Actually, I talked to one guy It's not that they don't want to get sick It's they don't want to give their germs to anybody else
3: So they, they wear them if they are sick? or Yeah, just...
2: they wear them if they are sick Interesting to Keep their germs to themselves
3: That's that's really respectful
2: Yeah, it's well, that's how the whole country operates
3: Yeah, but if you do that in America America, people are like, we think you're fucking yeah, weird. And have AIDS, and you're going to give it to yeah, them. Yeah. You have, you you're have gonna Ebola. You're, you're going to spit it on
2: them or something. Yeah, yeah. It's totally reverse America, thinking. America That's to, why I loved it over there. America but, needs to calm down and, a I, bit. and I brought up that Japanese word. Cause it-
0: <laughs> so it's so funny, because he goes, America needs to calm down. It's like, oh, wait for yeah. three years later. Wow. <laughs> this is three years ago. It's so funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, so no, I was just listening to an Ethan Locke interview just for research purposes for the podcast, but not... We're not having Ethan on the podcast, but we are planning on having another member of Reliant K on the podcast very soon. I don't want to spoil it. Who could it be? Who could it be? It's not who you think it is. Literally, nobody thinks
1: who it is right now. Does that not give it away though?
0: No, there's no way. No one's gonna know. So anyway, let's see. Oh, and then before we get into voicemails, because we do have a bunch, I promised last week because <laughs> I'm obsessed with rave DJ, mm-hmm. right? This was my other big rave DJ thing.
1: Is this "I'm too sexy" or no? no we played "I'm too sexy" last, week, oh, last week. This is. I totally listen back to these when I am done <laughs> editing.
0: You didn't. You haven't edited them in a while. <laughs> In the past, Jessica used to edit them when I'd go to work and i come home and i compress them and drop in the clips. But now it's just me editing them because I'm like, well, if I'm going to compress them and drop in the clips, I might as well just edit them. We're here in the room together. Yeah. We listen together. We edit together. But yeah, I'm the one. I know. I have not been in charge of the
1: uh, controls for editing in
0: In three months, I think. (laughs) So here is, because if you were, you would cut this segment out entirely. I mashed up cha-cha, the cha-cha slide with come right out and say it.
1: Oh my gosh, he's so obsessed with this. He keeps playing this. This is like his MXPX memes. Danny, like, loves to rewatch his work. I'm sorry, am I calling you out a little bit? See, no, now you get the option to edit this out or not. No,
0: I, I like to rewatch <laughs> he my, loves not to re-watch consistently every day, but any video memes I make, I like to just revisit them and, you know, whatever. I'm I hear the same things over Even and over again. Even though nobody likes them. So, here's Cha Cha. So, <laughs> so, using Rave DJ, the automatic mashup maker, I created the Cha They called it Cha Cha Right Out Slide Say It. Because Rave DJ comes up with these awful names based right. on your mashup. And this is it right here. So this isn't the version of the cha-cha slide that everyone does at the we- at weddings and I was, stuff. Yeah, I was gonna. This say. This was some later version that someone else did to like have a video to go with it. You know what I, I mean, see. yeah, yeah. Like I never heard, I never seen this version. But the only version of cha-cha slide that has a video is this other guy who like recorded his own version later on.
1: Yeah, this is not the like
0: do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do no. do
1: kind that you do at the wedding. Oh, speaking of weddings, great transition there. Well,
0: I we're not transition. I still have more to say about my
1: mashup. <laughs> Marigold was the color of my bridesmaid's dresses.
0: Oh, nice. You should have saved that for a minute or two because I'm going back to talking about <laughs> Cha-Cha and Say It. There's this one section I want to play because um, in the Cha-Cha slide, there's this doot-doot, doot-doot, that has that sound. Mm-hmm. And there's this one moment where it mashes up perfectly with Come Right Out and Say It. And it's this. So, did you hear that? Doot, doot, mm-hmm. doot, doot, That's from the cha-cha slide, but it sounds right. like it belongs and come right out and say it. I love that. I, <laughs> I actually haven't created a rave DJ thing in like two weeks. <laughs> These all go back a little bit, but someone was, so, I got someone hooked on the rave DJ stuff and we maybe want to talk about it this week, but I'll mention it when we get to emails and voicemails, which is now... So, but you were saying yes, Marigold you could have saved the marigold thing. I'm
1: saving it, I'm waiting. We'll go back. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll go back to it.
0: Okay. So, um yes, we do have a bunch of voicemails this week. And would you believe that the shortest one is from Daniel?
1: Oh. Yeah. It's it's Wait, like, why'd you call the podcast?
0: From Daniel you can see my socks. It's like it's like he took a what was that Simpson's quote? Yeah, the episode where Marge is trying to be in the country club and she has the Chanel suit.
1: I thought you said, what was Zack Simpson's quote? And I'm what? like, who's Zach Simpson? You I said, said what is
0: that Simpsons quote? Oh. When Marge wants to join the country club because she has the Chanel suit, right. and at the end they were going to give, they were just going to give her a membership and they they like decide not to go in because they're tired of them being mean. And the one mean lady is like, I hope Marge didn't take my constant attempt to destroy her too seriously. <laughs> I hope Daniel, you can see my socks, hasn't taken our attempts to destroy him too seriously because we love it when he calls up with long voicemails. We
1: love when everybody calls up. We just give everybody a hard time. Yeah. It's what we do.
0: But he's clearly, but he's taken our not serious notes because here's his shortest voicemail ever, which makes me sad.
4: Oh, man. Are you guys ready for your first hour-long voicemail? Because, uh, strap in. No, just uh, yeah, it's me, Daniel. Um. Uh, breakdown, so I, you were talking about like the, the quote unquote live version on the ADDD, Um like, cause obviously they did it in studio and just added like live crowd noise, yes, but like they also confirmed that. I did read somewhere in an interview where they, they mentioned that it was, um not actually live and they just, added in that crowd stuff. I must have read that a long time ago because I remember actually being surprised by that. I think I had only heard that version, like, one time maybe at that point and, like, didn't know enough to know that it was, like, like how obvious it was. In retrospect, yeah, it's really obvious. But it It is confirmed. I'll try and find that um, interview and and get it to or something. And then I noticed you read the genius lyrics after reading, Wrong for the the bridge. It is he'll seek and destroy everything that I enjoy.
0: So I double checked that after when I was pre- previewing the voicemails, and it's still the same sentiment. When he when when Daniel here first says that we got the seek and destroy everything that I enjoy lyrics from Breakdown, mm-hmm. wrong, I was like, oh no, does that entirely? Destroy my theory that that bridge is about like the enemy, the quote unquote enemy, Satan trying to, you know, right. inconvenience your life to waver your, your faith. But the correction that Daniel gave does not change the context of that line, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Because he said, and he's right, and he, in, a second here, in a second here, Daniel's going to be like, don't know why I didn't just open the CD booklet. And I was like, oh, well, good point. But on Genius, it says, I guess he can destroy everything that I enjoy. But in the actual lyric booklet, it says, he'll seek and destroy everything that I enjoy. So it still maintains the context that I fell onto last week with Breakdown.
1: Well, you know what doesn't have a lyric booklet and what definitely is going to have many different interpretations yeah. is today's song. It's today's song
0: because <laughs> there is no official lyric booklet for Air for Free, which now I realize next time if, if Matt Hoops ever does another online Q&A, that's a question to ask. Why are there no official published lyrics for Air for Free? What are you, R.E.M.?
1: Yeah. Oh, or we can ask him when he comes on the podcast. <laughs> oh, Oh, wait. That's not going to happen.
5: Because
0: <laughs> he said he'd go on that other guy's <laughs> podcast and his stream, but not ours. So here's the rest of Daniel's voicemail. So
4: that one, I am I mean, I'm 99% sure that's what it is in the actual lyrics, but I'm surprised you guys didn't just like bust out and, and look up the lyrics for <laughs> And then, you know, it would be kind of appropriate, I think, if Reliant K did have just a ton of songs about cars. He um, said they, like maybe didn't want to have that many, but, like, that would just go right in with uh, Matt Jason's Beach Boys influence because every other Beach Boys song is about a car or something, so uh they just be more surfing songs. Um, yeah. All right. Talk to you later.
1: Oh, yeah, it's a good point. I didn't even think about that. That they're influenced by the Beach Boys, and the Beach Boys have lots of like car songs and stuff. Yeah. Why didn't I? Where's that Reliant K California sound? (laughs) Oh, right. It's in their Blink 182 influence. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? Um,
0: It's in their hardcore SoCal Black Flag punk sound.
1: (laughs) But they'll only ever be the boys from Canton, Ohio. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, right. Are you referencing that one awful essay?
1: I'm referencing all the awful essays. OK,
0: but I remember there was that really early one that yeah. you found where it's like, Relying K Kate will never be very that popular because yeah. all they want to do was rip off Blink-182, yeah. and I'm like, really?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then it's, oh, no, no, but their point was like, you have to be, f- oh, no, they said they'll never be that popular because they're from Ohio. Correct. And I'm like, do you know what every popular emo band is literally from the Midwest? You're an idiot. <laughs> So, here's another voicemail from Connor.
4: Hey, Jess and Danny. This is Connor again.
3: Uh, Just listened to your episode on Breakdown earlier today. Um, And, Jeff, you were talking about how when you heard the intro to Breakdown, it made you think of uh, High 75, I think it was that you said. And I thought that was really funny and interesting because, for me... With the intro to Breakdown, you just like change the guitar to piano and you essentially have the intro to the best thing. And I just thought that was, that's like, that. I hadn't even listened to Breakdown in years because I don't really listen to Anatomy too much personally. Um, but as soon as I heard it, I was like, wow, this sounds a lot like the best thing. But yeah, that was my only thought. That's it. Bye.
0: I don't know if it's going to come through in the podcast, but Jessica went, oh, it did. I was in like, the middle oh, of that yeah, though. I
1: didn't even think about that.
0: Yeah. So maybe that's my next rave DJ project. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so uh, then we have a voicemail from, and so it was Tucker and David Ketch who sent us their emailed voicemails. And I guess you can do that if you want. You can start sending us voicemails. Like It might Ketch. be clear. it will be clear. Yeah. yeah. You just send it. You record something and you can email it to Sadie Hawkins pod at gmail.com. <laughs> um, getting those plugs in early. Getting the plugs in early. Uh, but here's the one that Tucker sent.
3: Hey, Sadie Hawkins pod folks. Um, this is Tucker.
1: Oh yeah. So much clearer. (laughs) It's
0: like, well,
3: is he in the room? (laughs)
1: Yeah.
3: Look at to my left. Look at to my right. You guys said you wanted voicemails. So, (laughs) um, this is not official through your voicemail line, but I, uh, had the means to give you some better audio. So I thought I would, I thought I had, uh, a little bit more to say on the avatar topic i mean i never thought i'd be saying or thinking this much about avatar
0: i just to remind people last week or two weeks ago whichever we were talking about avatar and how it's the top grossing movie it doesn't deserve to be and no one ever ripped it off like every top movie every avengers movie everyone wants to like rip off the ideas from those movies but nobody's ripped off the ideas from avatar but let's see what Tucker says,
3: "But um, <laughs> uh, what I think studios actually did end up ripping off from that movie was probably the the 3D phenomenon that um that's probably one of the reasons it made so much money was that gimmick, but um and what a lot of movies um ended up ripping off in the next few years like." quickly, uh, studios quickly um, converting movies to 3D and sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't like
1: I totally forgot that that movie was in 3D. It was like
0: the big three. He's completely correct. That's absolutely correct. Like, I wasn't thinking when I was making this point last week or the week before, I wasn't thinking technology wise that it did. Yeah. It set that trend for a long time. Well, Tucker's absolutely right. 3D is what studios took away from Avatar and said, we need to do this 3D thing. Tucker has more to say about that but he's right like that would be that's when 3d became a huge trend for a while right and m- some movies that made a lot of extra money just because they were in 3d and
1: are they still doing yeah they're still doing like big movies in 3d yeah. like did Endgame come out in 3d uh, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> we don't go see three D movies. Three D hurts Jessica's eyes. It's the same as it has the it has the same effect as like the Uncanny Valley and like right. um uh like certain animation styles yeah. do where it's just.
0: It's well, fun. anyway, let's hear the rest of what talk. Oh, so I guess my point was like I'm, I'm such still, a buzzkill. I'm such a I, bummer. <laughs> it's okay, I'm still shocked to this day, however, that no other studio or thing tried to rip off the content of avatar in any real way they just ripped off the technology of it
1: because it was already a rip off of enough other stuff i know so let's hear the
0: rest of tucker's email
5: <laughs> Voicemail.
3: i know that a few months after avatar was uh, tim burton's alice in wonderland and i doubt that would have made a billion dollars if it wasn't for 3d at the time i also did not see avatar in theaters um of course i was 12 at the time but
0: Okay, Jessica's looking confused. Avatar came out in two thousand
1: nine, uh huh.
0: So he was born in nineteen ninety seven ish. I mean, he could have been born in ninety six or ninety eight, depending on when his birthday fell. But he was twelve when Avatar came out. How old were you when Avatar came out? You were I think engaged I was to be engaged married. To you. <laughs> yes, you were.
5: <laughs>
0: Normally, those like
1: why are you try to make me feel old, Danny?
0: I'm not trying to make you feel old. Tucker's trying to make you feel old.
1: So I'm a little sad though because this means that that since he's he was 12 when Avatar came out, Tucker Hervey could not possibly be a fast-talking reporter from the <laughs> 1930s, and I'm incredibly disappointed by that.
0: Maybe this is his backstory. Maybe he is a fast-talking reporter from the 1930s, and he can't let he people know how old he perfect is.
1: Perfect name for it.
0: Or he could just write detective novels. Tucker Hervey
1: is it sin like on the he, sidewalk. He, he's the, he sounds like he's the detective. It's so good. Tucker Hervey is the best name ever.
0: Gosh, thanks. I thought, I. You, it's not like you took my name. You thought that was a good name, didn't you? <laughs> that's not a good enough name? I
1: partially took your name. You I partially? legally took your name. I
3: just didn't professionally. <laughs> and I guess I wasn't seeing a lot of, my parents weren't li- which made me see a lot of PG-13 movies in theaters at the time. I actually saw my first PG-13 movie in theaters um, that month with Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock Holmes. I think
1: I think a James Cameron movie might have been my first PG-13 movie. I saw a Titanic <laughs> with yours my had mom. in it. <laughs> And my mom covered by eyes because i was i was little then i was younger than 12
0: <laughs> my favorite story about you seeing titanic <laughs> this is, is so that good your mom jessica's mom lied to her and said oh no jessica that that's that's not really her naked that's a bodysuit. so that's that's why they, it's okay to look at and she's like oh okay and she believed it for years and years and years and then I think she told me, I don't know when you no, figured no, no. it out. No, no, no,
1: she still, my mom still, like, partially, like, I think, covered my eyes. And then I, I, I don't know if I asked about it later. If She just decided to give me this information. I must have asked about it. And she's, I was like, was that real? Like, it blew my mind that I was, like, I was young. I was in, like, third or fourth grade. And I was, like, did not think that people would be naked in the movies. I don't <laughs> know, like... So, <laughs> what have I seen up to that point? Disney movies and, like, E.T.? I don't know. So, she's like, Jessica, that was a bodysuit. And I was like, oh, wow. That's like... <laughs> but it wasn't. It was not a bodysuit, mom. Her. Lies.
0: Pl- pl- it's Lies. like it would have been one of the best bodysuits. She, right? she would have had to have been naked to wear the bodysuit.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought it was just, like, a thing she slipped on or something. But it's I this
0: weird, know. like, mom logic of, like, oh... If she knows people can get naked for cameras, this might spoil her. So let me make up this false version of the reality where she's wearing a bodysuit. So don't you get naked in front of a camera someday, because you'll have to have a bodysuit. It's such a weird parent's logic. Right? Just enough to, like, keep you off the trail.
3: So I think there were discussions to see Avatar in theaters, but I don't think we ever, we didn't. Okay, moving on. That I it's it's so sad to hear you guys are allergic to cats. That is very unfortunate. Um, at least it sounds like you're you appreciate cats in some in some respect. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's nice to hear that. But um, I have a cat named Buttercup. Oh yeah, and Veggie Tales. One thing that if you guys hadn't heard of, or if Danny hadn't heard of, um, the commentary track for Jonah, a VeggieTales movie. I would recommend that to Danny, at least. (laughs)
0: It's on YouTube. (laughs) I already went and listened to it. He's right. They do the commentary in the character voices as, like, the VeggieTales talking about the movie. And Tucker's going to explain a little bit more, but they they are a little bit more irreverent than, like, a typical VeggieTales, which is funny because I already said two and three weeks two one and two weeks ago how the VeggieTales were a little bit more comedy irreverent than your standard Christian video but they're even a little bit more so they're not like dirty at all but like the one clip that Tur- T- tucker specifically sent to me or said i should listen to they're talking about the english patient <laughs> it's like that's weird because it's like an r-rated movie and i think he goes to the bathroom in the tub or so i've never seen that movie i know the seinfeld episode where they hate the english patient but i've never seen the english patient
1: i love it tucker hervey ace reporter <laughs> with feline friend buttercup <laughs> it sells itself
3: it's on YouTube without the movie, so it provides a, l- a little different look at their humor that isn't really allowed on the show itself, that it's a bit more, I wouldn't say edgy, but definitely leaning more towards humor that adults would, um, get something out of. Um, and then I also, okay, well, I mix I messed around with that re- remix, um, maker that you mentioned that um i may say more of that in the email but um keep up the good work guys and i i appreciate hearing your podcasts all right
0: bye yes yeah, so tucker did send in a whole bunch of rave dj things like five or six that he made
5: nice and
0: they're all very interesting but we're already got a ton to do in this episode so maybe we'll talk about those in we'll the play future. those next week yeah one is a one. There's one that's a They Might Be Giants, Reliant K mashup. Oh, not talk, not Doctor Worm, but something else that I was Ooh. like, that's genius. I wish I had thought of that. So for last voicemail, and then we'll get into Marigold. This one is from David Ketch.
2: Hey Danny and Jess, this is your old pal David. Wanted to call because you guys seemed concerned about people not calling in and maybe driving them away. I've just been busy with life. I uh, hope you guys are doing well.
1: I love this. This quality is so great.
2: <laughs>
0: is this what you just want everyone to do now?
1: No, no. Do ha- do it how you
0: like. I love that we
1: I love that we hurt we're hearing from so many people. I love it. Yeah. Uh,
2: I want to start this message off by saying I grew up watching VeggieTales and I've loved VeggieTales ever since I was a kid and I'm really happy that you did veggie tales sweet mike now rocky is the voice of larry the cucumber and i believe danny mentioned that he wrote the lyrics to the pirates who don't do anything and i think that's really cool i didn't know he was that talented i thought he was just a voice actor but he he actually can write some pretty cool lyrics and then you guys mentioned avatar being the top grossing movie and I don't believe it should be either, because Jessica mentioned that it's just fringally, live action fringally. Who knew that
0: Avatar would be one of the most... It's
1: the big talking point. The big
0: talking point. Should we just become like an Avatar <laughs> Minute podcast? <laughs> like we talk, you know, one of those... Me- Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Oh, yes. Ads on social media. So when I used to be... When I used to date this girl, uh, we would go to this place called Torchies, and... <gasps> <laughs> I knew I was waiting cuz as soon as I heard this voice I was like oh, do
0: you mention torchies we love torchies, we love torchies. when cuz we lived in Austin for like 3 months 2 or 3 months and when we were in transition getting ready to move to LA and that's where torchies started was in Texas possibly in in a Austin, I'm not sure what city they started in, but we love Torchies. Torchies is great. We still have a bottle of Torchies hot sauce yeah, in our fridge. It's it is probably six not years good old. anymore.
1: Yeah, there's no <laughs> way that is still good, but Danny still has You're like Homer Simpson. You will like eat expired things. And, oh, oh, I don't know. He's still fine. Rodden
0: sandwich. I can't stay mad at you. <laughs> he doesn't. That's not the quote, but I had
5: to. Mmm, sacrilegious. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Well, that's a waffle (laughs) that's stuck to the ceiling. That's not, that's not, didn't go bad. So, yeah, we love torches. But this must be, and then I looked and torches are everywhere. There's no torches out here. No. Such a bummer. There's um, Home State, which is a Texas Austin (gasps) style.
1: They're just not as good. They're not as good. But they, they, you know what? They don't have as many options. They're like. Because the
0: thing is, California tacos are based on traditional Mexican tacos. So it's just meat and cilantro, and onion, and that's it. And then you can add your salsa, and some places will do cheese and other things like that. And that's the base. So that's that's the common California taco. But we loved Torchy's Tacos because it's like, here's the fried chicken taco, and here's the, <laughs> what were they? There was like lots of creative, fun flavors. It's like, here's the beans and eggs one. Here's right. the, like, any good thing that can go in a tortilla, yeah. <laughs> and they're all like, create- oh, here's like a barbecue. It was like a barbecue flavor. beef
1: one. Yeah, and there were all these
0: like fun different flavors. Yeah,
1: that's the thing about about I'm like totally upsetting a few people, I'm sure, by saying this, but like California tacos have no flavor. Yeah, whereas like tortillas had like all these fun different flavors and lots of you know ingredients and spices and stuff, and it's just so good.
0: Right. So. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> here's more of the voice. Here's the rest of the voicemail.
2: Across the parking lot from the Torchies was a pet shop called Bentley's Pet Shop. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, but then she mentioned that her dog was named Bentley and her dog looked like the dog that was in the ads. And so I was like, hey, that's funny. And probably a few days later uh i was on facebook and i saw an ad for the bentley's pet shop and i was like huh i've never i never looked it up but it was there on facebook ads so i was like that's that's pretty crazy you got
1: zooked see the phones are listening
0: Yep, this phone's listening right now we're gonna get ads for torchies yeah fly on out to torchies
2: (laughs) Lastly, I wanted to talk about the Breakdown Live audio. Or, yeah, Danny mentioned the Mark, Tom, and Travis show controversy where it was just a live, or allegedly was just a studio album that was made to be live. And one of my favorite bands did that, and um, Real Big Fish, our live album is better than your live album that live album was actually a studio album with uh like a crowd track with a audience track on it
0: that blew my mind i was like what i actually what? dm'd david and we
1: <laughs> we were just listening to that in the car huge today coincidence,
0: although i'd heard this voicemail already and on then Real jessica earlier. jessica without my prompting her So maybe you had like that same thing that the Facebook ads had. Like somehow you knew she put on the Real Big Fish live album today. And I was like, and I held back. I was like, I want to tell her about the voicemail, but I wanted to wait till it like sprung on you for the coincidence. Oh my gosh. So I had never heard that, that the Real Big Fish live album was actually like a studio album that they added that they sweetened with crowd noises, which would be
1: very, very surprising. I, although I was, when you go to a real big fish show, that's like what they sound like, right? This is not like you know, you know, uh, just demo era of Reliant K right. being like, listen to our, our our many people in the audience. But
0: I was thinking it's it's entirely possible, and I so I DM'd David and asked him like, where did you hear this? And he's like, I thought I saw it on their Wikipedia. At some point, and I'm like, okay, well, I didn't look into it. I didn't have time to look into that further. If it's true, I can, I can at least partially believe it because I was always like, why does this one ska punk band have a double disc live album? Like, I've never been to a to a ska show that was like almost two hours long. Right. That's never happened. Like, no, no, I've been, I've seen Real Big Fish like probably eight times. And I'm like how they've never played a set as long as their live album. So I can almost imagine that maybe they did like some, I don't know. I need to see the source that David's talking about, but either like, like we talked about with the breakdown thing, like maybe they recorded some sound checks and like, you know, really hashed it out and made it sound really good. And then they cut in like, the live audio and the banter from a real shows or something or maybe they just recorded in a studio because it was the same period in which they re-recorded most of their discography up to that point for best of us for the rest of us mm. because they lost the the some of the rights to all their previous music gotcha anyway uh so Jessica just informed me this is our longest top of the show ever and that's what we get when we say nobody <laughs> likes this anymore send us voicemails <laughs> so i'm going to cut this voicemail from David off uh right now but he goes on to mention in our Forget Not Slow Down episode that there was this weird thing that I did, and I will answer his question and maybe we'll talk about it next week. There's a I basically did this I basically had we were talking about Spotify and Facebook. Do you remember this? And I suddenly like switched yes. gears halfway through. Yes. And you were like, Are you talking about Spotify or yes. Facebook? And I was like, I was talking about Facebook. But I said Spotify. You did. Uh, So if anyone's ever heard our Forget Not Slow Down episode, and if you're like David, where it just was like, what is going on? I 100% just had a complete misfire in my brain. And I said the word Spotify when I meant the word Facebook. But I didn't know I did it. And then when Jessica said, are we talking about Spotify? (laughs) I got all incredulous. and like, no, we're talking about Facebook. But I said Spotify to her. So, of course. Yeah.
1: No, totally <laughs> did. He tried to make me think I was crazy.
0: So there's that. Weeks and weeks back. That's almost a year ago. That's a year ago. Leave it in the past. It's a year ago. <laughs> it's like a year ago. So anyway. Uh, Have we been doing this for a year now? Yeah, we're, this is like episode 56 or something. We've oh, never missed a week. When did we
1: start? When was our one year anniversary? When we interviewed John Schnack. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> what a great way to celebrate. <laughs> Happy anniversary, babe.
0: Fifty-two weeks, 32 episodes. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Was it a... Yeah, 52. Okay, anyway. So... <laughs> So we gotta get into this, talk about the song. So thank you everyone for our voicemails. Next week, leave us alone, no voicemails. I'm just kidding. No, leave us voicemails, please. And we definitely like this thing of, uh, you can leave us the voicemails by email. That works out really well. We really like that. So, um, okay, Marigold. So Jessica, did yeah. you remember <laughs> that Marigold was the color of your of our wedding? <laughs> i don't
1: know did you remember that i remember that isn't that sweet that i remember that it was one of our colors it was one of our colors that's what i mean yeah it was the um it was the the color of the of the guys vests and ties and the girls um dresses because we kind of had like it wasn't really themed but it was kind of like had that like, yeah, old, hollywood had a, like feel old hollywood feel to it feel. yeah, yeah, we, had that, of, like, yeah we had a lot of like deep and reds and golds, golds and, 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 and whites. whites see i remember all this <laughs> Oh, I loved our bridesmaids dresses. I actually bought one for myself, <laughs> and I wore it on our honeymoon because we went on a cruise oh, yeah. to one of the one of the the fancy dinner nights. I wore it because I okay, so I was very specific. I wanted bridesmaids dresses that looked like Kate Hudson's dress from How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. So that's what I.
0: That's oh, that's yeah, because it's even on the
1: cover of the, the poster there. Yes interesting so we We didn't have marigolds at the wedding though we had like um well good because
0: they're just a common variety weed (laughs) or are they we'll get into that but uh we did do a poll this week on twitter just on twitter because i was like i want to do flower or marigold um and part of the reason i prompted that was also like jc keith released more recently a, an ep for their air for free full tribute album they released flower and marigold on an ep called flower so i was like okay we can do one of those songs because we know there's a cover there and then i asked everyone like actually i asked jessica first like which one do you want to do and she was like i don't know and i just posted the the, the poll and we got 64 of you out of 31 votes said marigold and 35.5 percent wanted flower so that's why we're doing marigold this week it's a popular song yeah and um it is probably now i'm starting to think it's probably might be my favorite song on air for free wow yeah lead with the leading with the big guns not burying the lead (laughs) i'm starting to realize i really 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 like this song a lot yeah and maybe we should start by mentioning that pre-gap yep this yep. is a pre-gap. So this is the track that has the pre-gap,
1: which is not something that we discussed when we talked about the first song off air for free. No, Bummin'. because I remember
0: because I, I found it was based on a song, so I kind of chose to gotcha let that go. It was after we whatever what was it one of them because after...
1: I didn't think we had actually brought it up on the show before. No, we
0: didn't bring it up on Bummin. and I because. Yeah, <laughs> they were all the mm hmm, because mm hmm had a pre gap track called mm hmm. Yeah, for So sure. it made sense to, to talk about it there. And then I was like, well, I better double check all the CDs that have pre gap tracks. And when I looked, and actually, but then later on, I realized that mm hmm is what was it? I figured this out, but now I can't remember. It's like my boy's ex, my, my girl's ex boyfriend or something like that, like music melodically, the mm hmm. Pre-gap track is my girl's ex-boyfriend, I believe. Anyway, seeing that the pre-gap track of Air for Free was Marigold. Same thing with Savannah. I was like, "We'll just Sahara. Same thing with Sahara being the pre-gap track there. We're like, we'll just wait till we do those tracks to talk about those pre-gaps. So this is the pre-gap track for Air for Free. It's one minute long, which is pretty long for a pre-gap track. And it's kind of... This is funny because... I feel like Marigold isn't talked about that much, and mm-hmm. something before I play this, I've, I realized that they didn't, they haven't played Marigold a lot. Hmm. Like Marigold doesn't seem to be a big staple of their right. discography now, um, even though I'm starting to think it's one of my favorite songs, and tonally they chose it as a pre-gap track. So it sort of should set the tone for the whole album. So it should, other than the fact that obviously there's a song called Air for Free, this should be like one of the other themes of the album, if there's a pre-gap track on it. So if the pre-gap track is based on it. So here is that track. Let's listen to it.
6: It's not sad anymore. It's not sad anymore. It's not sad anymore Nothing but the sun in your eye Nothing but the sun in your eye Nothing but the sun in your eye Nothing but the sun in your
1: eye. It's such a long pre-gap track. Yeah,
0: to have a whole minute. Like, yeah. how long can you make a pre-gap track? I wonder if you can do, like, a full, like, 70-minute pre-gap track <laughs> and then, like, a one-minute CD. Like, that would be kind of crazy. That, that, that might exist somewhere in the world. Um, so... Now I'm wondering, because I've never heard it, go directly from that into Bummin. So I want to check out what that would sound like and then to go directly from that into the actual song. It's
1: so like Beach Boys meets Praise and Worship. It is.
0: So let me play the last few seconds of that pre-gap track and then go directly into Bummin.
6: Nothing but the sun in your eyes. Nothing but the sun in your
1: eye. Not a fan.
0: Not a fan of that transition. No. Yeah. So that's a little that's a little odd. Because the mm-hmm yeah. pre-gap and the forget-not-slow-down pre-gap. They work. They work directly into the tracks very, yeah. very well. I mean, it is kind of like... It is like a, there is a dramatic shift to go yeah. from that like, it's very soft, jarring. somber yeah. thing directly into a rockin' song. Yeah. Like, that is an emotional turn you could do. I think, I feel like there's a lot of musicals that probably open with like a slow melodic thing and then launch directly into the big song. <laughs> you like know what I mean?
1: Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Ex- there
0: you go, exactly. Uh, but now I just want to do one more experiment and play the pre-gap track directly into Marigold because when you see some live videos, as few as there are, they often did play the pregap, the, the sequence that became the pregap, almost like flare and candlelight and... Oh, and when I we were talking to John Schneck and I mentioned how Air For Free has a bunch of little moments on it that could have hypothetically been like broken up into little tracks the way Forget Not Slow Down was. I was specifically thinking of this song and Sleepin'. Because Sleepin' has that whole uh, little, like, it's a whole other song that mm-hmm. starts it off. And in a way, this song, along with the pre-gap, and the way that this song is kind of, has two very distinct parts, you could almost see this song being split up, like how this is the end if you want it would have been. Maybe you couldn't exactly do that, but it just reminded me of that's, like, hypothetically, if if air for free had been done in 2009 how they could have done that similar track breakup that they did with forget not so now anyway let's listen to the pre-gap directly into marigold
6: nothing but the sun in your nothing but the sun in your eyes I was in third grade, got a potted plant full of flowers, ran home and getting to get my mind. <laughs> they're not There's some hear
0: editing it. magic there. Yeah, they're not going to hear it because <laughs> I'm going to edit it together correctly, but I I stupidly tried to do this on YouTube, and of course, YouTube put a commercial in between the two tracks.
1: And, and Danny like, just goes, "Fucking assholes, we're doing a podcast here. <laughs>
0: So it's a similar emotional switch to, to bummin, although Marigold isn't as rockin as bummin. Right. So, but I still think I think it works. It's okay. I think I, I like I like the transition from the pre-gap to bummin and the pre-gap to Marigold I think a little bit more than you are. Both cases Jessica kind of made a face. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah like I said, this is one of my favorite songs and I love that it's kind of like it's it's basically like two songs in one and I definitely love the second half more than the first half hmm. when it gets when it kicks up and gets into gear yeah and um, when this when this album came out four years ago now, I you know I listened to it a couple times but I actually didn't give this track any real do I skipped it a bunch. And I don't even know how many times I'm going to listen to it through because one thing that kind of shocked me was how th- similar thematically the concept was to Five Iron Frenzy's Dandelions. Because the, these lyrics are about he gives his mother some flowers and she says, oh, these aren't really flowers, these are weeds. And that's exactly like the basic idea of Dandelions by Five Iron Frenzy, where a kid goes out and finds some dandelions and Rip pulls them up and hands them to their parent and says, here you go, parent. I love you. He's he's these dandelions. And it becomes a metaphor for how, like, there's beauty in these weeds because, oh, they're weeds. But, oh, they're beautiful. And God sees beauty in us. And we're the weeds. And
1: What an ungrateful mom to be like. These are just your (laughs) common variety weeds. Well, that's
0: what, that's what. Danny and I had a discussion about
1: this where we were like, my mom would be like, oh, honey, thank you. I love these. This is such a great present. And Danny's mom would be like, Oh, thanks for the weeds.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, let me get to that in a second. Let me get to that in a second, because that would be Matt Thiessen's mom to to discuss. But yeah, so I, because this song thematically was like the same thing, I was like, he just switched dandelions from Aragolds, and it's the same, it feels like the same thing. Like now we're the, and in both cases, he's kind of comparing the weeds to Salvation, once I started giving the song more of a chance, really listening to it over the last year, I was like, no, I'm really liking this song. And I started to realize that Fire and Frenzy song, Dandelions, is all, of, it's a worship. It's a full-on worship song. And it's all about humans are the weeds, but we are still, but God still sees beauty in us and wants to save us and, and et cetera, et cetera. And it's all about worship. Like, but relying K's Marigold is it has themes of worship, but there's more going on. Almost like we talked about last week with breakdown, how it's about four different types of breakdowns. Right. right? Um, This week, you've got a couple different themes going on here. You've got, Grace and God's love, but you've also got a parent's love, and there might be a little inkling of romantic. Excuse me, could you
1: please <laughs> We're rearrange doing the a- furniture later? <laughs> We're doing a podcast. We're here. doing a
0: podcast, <laughs> and there's possibly inklings of romantic love in the sort of in the part that gets kicked into gear. So there's multiple things going on. The whole song is not a story about giving his mother marigolds. It's a, it's a wider, it's a, it's just a part that opens the story and gives us a nicer thing about, and not being sad anymore. It's about like being happy and having the sun in your eyes. And you can view that as some people do the SON sun or the S-U-N right. sun. Yeah. So it's not a full, whereas Dandelions is undeniably, absolutely, 100% a Jesus Christ worship song, like praise, really praising Christ for salvation. Marigold is a bit more open and interpretable and universal in that, like, it is thanking God for grace, but it's also thanking a parent for their love and it's thanking life and the sun. <laughs> I mean, it's not, you know what I mean? It's like there's, and, and nature and like there's right. more open concepts here than just worship.
1: I always read it as a love song. Yeah. Cause it was like, you know, out of all the, out of all the, you know, weeds, you picked me. Right. Like, we're all weeds, and Jesus theoretically picks all of us, doesn't he? It's not like he's singling just you out for salvation. That's a specific sect of Christianity who believes that.
0: Yeah, because, um, like, this song is all from one person's point of view. It's like a singular POV song. He's singing about himself. I think this song is probably about all kinds of love.
1: Yeah, because you've got parental love, you've got. Yeah relationship kind of love you've got uh god's love religious love love. yeah Yeah.
0: so i think and whereas dandelions by five iron frenzy is kind of like a third person story it's a there's multiple little stories in that song that he's singing and they're all from the third person and he's talking about this larger thing matt teeson in this song is just specifically talking about himself and this one experience he had and how he doesn't need to be sad anymore and he's running with the sun in his eyes and he's always and he's going to send his mom some marigolds to remind her of all the things she did for him so it's like a multiple there's like it's just this that's part of the reason i'm loving this song now is because it's like this wonderful like (laughs) jessica's pulling up her hockey game sorry (laughs) Jessica's like, uh-huh, huh And I'm like, what are you doing? And I, I look down and she's pulling up her am absolutely paying
1: attention to you.
0: Nothing but the puck in your eyes. <laughs> so I don't know if you found this in your deep dive, but I discovered through a YouTube video that the first part of this song about him being in third grade and getting a pot of flowers and taking them to his mom, that's apparently all based on a true story. I found a video from before air for free was released and at least on stage that night. And I think it was Cleveland. I can double check the video. He's like, this is based on a story that happened where I brought some flowers to my mom and she's like, Oh, those are marigolds. They're weeds. (laughs) And it's so funny. I did not
1: find that, but I figured that it was, I figured this was some literal literal teasing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It just felt like it had to be, right? Yeah. So, but he specifically says that it was, that he actually did do this. And then Jessica, while we were like listening to this song this week, she's like, yeah, she said like, my parents wouldn't have even told me they were weeds. they would just been like, oh, thank you so <laughs> much for these. And then in researching it, it turns out, and I don't want to blow apart anyone else's like appreciation of this song. And this doesn't ruin my enjoyment of the song overall, but marigolds are not weeds as far as I can tell.
1: They're like, so I Googled it, are marigolds weeds? And according to Google, the wild marigold is classified as a noxious weed by the California Department of Food and Agriculture. Not only does the plant take over natural areas, but the seed releases a pungent scent that can affect the flavor of grain crops grown nearby.
0: Right. But what we know of is marigolds and where the color of the bridesmaids dresses and our ties at our wedding and all of that. What we know of is marigolds are a type of flower called, I don't know how to pronounce this, but tagets or tagets or tagots or something. It's okay. T-A-G-E-T-E-S. And. Is that the like official name? That's like the official name. Let's see what, uh how does, how does Siri going to pronounce this? Hold on. Tagetes. Tejeds? This says Tejeds, okay. T'g- Our dresses
1: were a lot more golden than that. They weren't quite that. <laughs> I'm on the yellow. Wikipedia
0: for Tejeds. And Tejeds, if I'm pronouncing it right, is a genus genus of annual or perennial, mostly Herbivaceous like plants in the sunflower family. So basically they're related to sunflowers, and unless sunflowers are also weeds. I don't know that really marigolds are weeds. It's a little dubious. But mm-hmm. I mean, Fiverr and Frenzy picked a real fl- a real weed that looks right. like a flower. Yeah. Like Everyone knows <laughs> that dandelions legitimately are weeds. But from what I can tell, like marigolds are not... Re- what we know of as marigolds, which you go into a shop and get marigolds. And probably the marigolds he was given that day and gave to his mom were not weeds. And so... I noticed how little they've played this song, and I was like, is that part of the reason maybe they haven't played the song is because they realize later? So allegedly it's true. Allegedly it's true that, and what he says, and I, here, let me play the video. Um, instead of listening to me discuss it, let's <laughs> listen to what Thiessen has to say about how this came, this song came to be.
7: Um. Yeah, so there's 18 songs on it, and you know, so we're not gonna play too many we're gonna play first. Um, This song is cool though, it's uh, uh, I don't know, I wrote a lot about my family on this new record, and uh, this one's kind of about my mother. And uh, one time, uh, I was in, I mean, I, I'm gonna basically say the lyrics of the first verse, but I was in third grade, and uh, I guess I won some, like, flowers or something. Like, a, yes. like, and I, I took them home, and I gave them to my mom. By the way, what by the way, that? I wrote this
0: in a note. The crowd in 2015 at Cleveland can take a hike. <laughs> they are about the most obnoxious thing I've oh, ever heard. No. I don't know what it is. What they were that guy having... shout? No, 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 no. They weren't saying anything bad Uh-oh. at all. They were just like... Super rowdy. obnoxious, rowdy. <laughs> like he says, yeah. That night, I so Tison's like, yeah. That night, I want some flowers. And some guy in the crowd goes, "Want some flowers?" <laughs> like, oh my no, god, shut up! Gracious. And like anything they say, it's like. So this song is called Marigolds. Yeah,
1: Marigolds. How's April
0: doing? Is she you, upset? I think I'm... you
1: upset her. I thought she barked. Maybe she didn't. She <laughs> she's you know, just she's looking still over. Asleep. <laughs>
0: but anything and everything. He's saying some guy in the crowd, even when the song starts, they're going like, yeah, repeat what you just said over and over. (laughs) It's like the it's okay. It's the total opposite of that Troy, Michigan concert. We always talk about where those kids in 2000 were so ungrateful that Reliant K was playing for them. You just want a happy medium. I want a happy medium. This is like a bunch of people who are like, yeah, Reliant K here for free. So also I forgot to mention, but. Sorry that was a really obnoxious voice but I'm just trying to much so was. get across how obnoxious <laughs> this crowd was by being as obnoxious as I can be. So, in this video, Tyson also says there are 18 songs on air for free and there are 16 songs on air for free. Oh. He says we were hoping to have I mean, yeah, I'm, I was I'm like, not going
1: when he said that I was like trying to count in my head. I was like, "Wait, are right.
0: there?" So, uh, here in here in Cleveland in 2015, there I mean, I'm not going to play the clip, but he's like, we were hoping to have this out this December. So they wanted Mm -hmm. the album to come out in December 2015, but it didn't work out that way. And then he says there are 18 songs. We know that it came out in 2016 and there are 16 songs. So what happened to those other two songs? Right. Have they played them live? Are they out there somewhere to be heard? Did they become earthquake songs? Like, what were those other two songs? Um But here, had they had the single of "Look On Up" come out at that point? Oh, I wonder if "Look On Up" was one of the songs. No, I'm pretty sure "Look On Look Look On Up" came out after. Yes, it did. Came out after "Air For Free," so maybe that's one of them. And it's probably not any of the holiday songs because I believe they wrote those. Right. Yeah. Huh? Maybe "Look On Up" was one of them. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, it's and "Look On Up" is such it. It feels like a theme of "Air For Free." You know what I mean? It feels like it would fit in with that thing. So as Tyson was saying here, he actually, he won, I don't think he sings this in the song, but he won some flowers somehow in third grade. And then he just keeps describing this. Oh,
7: I got you flowers, you know, for the first time in my life. And she's like, oh, those are, those are marigolds. Those are like weeds, you know, like, and I was like, oh, that's a bummer. Um, but, and also... Yeah, the guy in the
0: background was like, yeah, Marigold! It's like, <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up! I don't know what I was listening to this walking April, and I'm like, this is just, I don't know who that is, but so obnoxious. Oh my gosh. Dave, it was he's just- getting so hot into the collar. <laughs> super obnoxious. And this coming from someone who is one of the most obnoxious people in the world, this guy in Cleveland that night, just, just stop. Um... <sighs> So
1: you're you're raging the way I feel because we we took a break there because it turns out that I can't watch my game and I'm very upset (sighs) about it because my NHL subscription for some reason is not even though I'm supposed to be able to watch any out of market game which is everything that isn't a Kings or, or a Ducks game for some reason I cannot watch the Leafs and Canadians which are so out of network they're in another country right which makes no sense.
0: You try turning on your VPN and
1: going into Canada. Oh, I've tried that before. It doesn't work. <laughs> well. NHL.com has that has that figured out. So going back to your point. Right. Just that, yeah. Just, just I would totally be like, oh, this is so wonderful. Thank you so much. Like, um, I could, could bring, you know, uh, dandelions or whatever that would make me sneeze and, you know, do whatever. Right. And I'd still be like, these are perfect. Thank you. Right. These so are the best thing ever. So
0: it is a cute story for a little third grader <laughs> to like win some flowers and bring them home to his mom. And she's like teaching him like, oh, these are weeds. And he's like, oh, man, like oh, I thought they But there's little holes in the story. And I don't doubt the validity that this story happened. But my main theory is that Matt Thiessen's mom was just wrong. <laughs> like, there's a couple of <laughs> possibilities here. But I think Matt Thiessen's mom probably grew up her whole life having been told that marigolds are weeds. But if, like, he won them at what? Like, a school or church raffle or something? And he right. brings them home to his mom. Why would they have, like, they would have bought, like, if there was a game or something and you win free flowers they wouldn't have like picked them wildly and gotten like no, the weed it would have version been like of a marigold. Pot
1: of them yeah
0: it would have been a pot that they probably would have purchased so they would have been proper marigolds the perennial because it says here
1: if she had that, a garden she should have also been happy because one of the things I found in my deep dive is that apparently marigolds are good for like repelling certain kind of insects and oh, okay. stuff like that
0: and so I also googled our marigolds weeds and there was no like yes there was no clear yes or no but i found a number of articles of people having weeds that they say these weeds look like marigolds and then people are like oh that's ragweed or whatever so apparently there are a lot of weeds that look like marigold but what we know of as marigold tag tagettes or whatever they're called that are sold in flower shops they are not weeds they are annual or perennial flowers they are properly flowers right so since this song's a bit of a misnomer that's a shame but i still think it's an adorable story but so yeah my working theory is was matisse's mom just did she just cuz parents do that all the time they give in, just like your mom goes and tells you <laughs> that the nudity in titanic was a was a bodysuit was matisse's mom just misinformed maybe she maybe her parents had told her marigolds are weeds or maybe she had misinterpreted someone had said oh we have some marigold we have the, the weed version of marigold out here so maybe her whole life she thought marigolds were weeds and she didn't realize real marigolds are flowers um and so that was like odd right but then the song kind of shifts and it's not about that story. That's just kind of like what sets up the tone. And it's really about like being happy with life and getting the good out of the bad and like running, you know, and not sprinting to finish the race. You know what I mean? It kind of goes off on this other
1: thing. You take the good, you take the bad, you look around and there you have The The facts facts of life. The (laughs) facts of life, (laughs)
5: yeah!
0: Oh, no,
1: Cleveland guy is here. <laughs> yeah, I'm Cleveland guy. Woo. Oh, man, I really missed any right now. Good day, I'm here, too. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm friends with Cleveland guy.
0: <laughs> Cleveland guy and I, we are traveling the world in our masks. No, I won't wear a mask. I'm Cleveland guy. <laughs>
1: Well, I think we should just let Diddy and Cleveland Guy do the rest of the podcast. They might be less aggressive than you and I today. <laughs> Diddy's very gentle. Yeah, I'm a good guy. i best. do my best. I do, my beast. do you want to talk about the lyrics?
0: Sure. Let's talk about the lyrics.
1: So, uh, this is one of those songs where I mentioned earlier a bunch of lyric sites have differing opinions on what the lyrics are. Um... It's what, particularly what Genius refers to as bridge one and bridge two, with the main bridge being the I'm not sad anymore part. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like every lyric site that I went to seems to have different variations or like question marks. Right. In... I think I'm
0: pretty settled on what I think it is. Though. Okay.
1: I mean, yeah, song meanings even just had like a a, a question mark and some of the lyrics left blank um <laughs> az and then az lyrics as well as genius spells son s-o-n with a capital right. s um and that's that's one of the that seems to be the big thing that the internet can't decide on is whether it's s-o-n or s-u-n um so then uh, oh Definitely don't go off the lyrics that are on Google when you just Google. Right. Because those are from something called Musics with an X match.
0: <laughs> okay. Um,
1: And th- they just like stop after the first bridge. They're just like, yeah, that's it. That's the song. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and they have like, if you click in deeper, have a question mark and stuff. So. So
0: I found a video on YouTube where someone made a lyric video like they were they spoke span i think the person who uploaded was a native spanish speaker but they uploaded and it's very simple just like subtitles it was live footage that they had of them playing the song and they put the studio cut on top of that footage and then just subtitles of the lyrics and the lyrics Mm -hmm. were and once they got to the bridges the lyrics were so different than what i thought it was Because it's like, and I can't remember because I didn't write these down. But I was like, yeah, these aren't the, these don't feel like the lyrics.
1: Right. Yeah. And then like, um, lyrics on demand that also capitalized, uh, sun spelling it S-O-N. They have at least one lyric variation from a Z. They say 20 carnations slowly waking up for you these days, as opposed to, of 20 conditions, I'll be waking up on New Year's Day. So, like, there's well, just so many differences that on all these, uh, these sides. It's a
0: dormant volcano waking up on New Year's Day. There's
1: a, So they they put a second New Year's Day in the next set of, of lines All down. right, but
0: I, th- I think that the lyrics on Genius are pretty much correct. Okay. I'm looking at the lyrics on Genius, and these are the lyrics that I believe it to be. I've seen other things like... When he says, I'm not sprinting to, to finish the race. I've seen other people who were like, I'm not spinning to win the race. I'm like, that does that make right, sense. Right, no, it's
1: it's sprinting. It's sprinting
0: to win the race. And he says a dormant, and I think it's a dormant volcano. And I've seen other things that say like, a dormant volcano slowly waking up on a new day. Right. But that would no, be, no, on most the, you can't the, say a new day because that would be another Five Iron Frenzy ripoff.
1: Most of the sites have New Year's Day there.
0: Right, but I've seen other sites that didn't. Um, come on, Reliant K, get those lyrics out. Air for free, the air for free lyrics. That's what I say. Um, if I ever, Bridge One, if I ever do better than second place, I got to go and make a play for your heart. So that, by the way, is the line that I think is, seems to be about romantic love, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the, 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 and in a way, this song feels like it could have been on, this is like a song that could have been like a follow up properly to forget, not slow down. Skipping Collapsible Lung and the theories there. Um, I feel like when people are like, Collapsible Lung finds Matt Thiessen now looking for love in all the wrong places. I'm like, no, these are just pop songs he wrote with a bunch of people. Right. This is like he's now finding new love and he's finding a new sun is shining in the sky and I'm not. I'm completely not against people who want to interpret it running with the sun. S O N in my eyes, mm-hmm. because you can kind of interpret it in both ways. But I think this is about all kinds of love together as one. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. don't think. What and the Fire and Frenzy song is sort of like that because like there's the father singing over his children, loving them so very much. Like, I guess that song is mostly about parental love and kind of comparing God as the parent of humans, but also parents as the parents of children. This, I think you get all kinds of love. You get the love of him, you know, running with the sun in his eye. I keep saying that line, but I I just like that line. He running with the sun in his eyes and trying to make a play for someone's heart. I guess he's talking about a girl. Like who would he make a play for your heart? The term make a play for your heart doesn't really sound to me like it could be about, family or God. Cause how do you make a play yeah. for God's I guess you can't, I guess you I mean, can, I guess
1: you could be trying to make a play for your mom's heart. And you're like, I love you mom. Here's some flowers that I, that right. I got for you. And how do you
0: mean you don't really make, but a, your mom's going to love you regardless. Right. And I mean, I guess you. I guess you could do a po- poem poetic license to say you're making a play for God's heart, but it doesn't feel like you would normally say that. Cause God, are, God, you, God already has your heart. You already have God's heart. God already loves you. I'm not sure there.
1: Unfortunately, There are no genius annotations to let us know for those particular (laughs) lyrics. Um, They only have them for, oh, I'm a marigold. Oh, I'm a marigold. Oh, I'm a marigold. And you picked me. And it's not sad anymore. It's not sad anymore. It's not sad anymore. Right. Right.
0: And that's why I love this song, by the way. That It's not sad anymore part. It's just such a lift up. And then this really feels like the sequel. Like I said, I'm just starting to think of this, but this feels like the sequel to Forget Not Slow Down. Like I'm not sad anymore because there's so much sadness in Forget See? Not Slow Down. See? Yeah.
1: See, I'm telling you, you skip collapsible one, <sighs> you go straight to air for free. It's a spinoff. Free. It's an alternate, it's
0: an AU. It's an alternate universe.
1: This is the, this is the follow up to that. This is part B of Forget Not Slow Down.
0: Mm-hmm. But then we're forgetting my theory that K is for karaoke is actually part of the trilogy because the bar, his favorite bar where his boomerang love goes to, it's a karaoke bar and they go and they sing these songs. That's my theory. And all of these songs, all of the K for karaoke, Jessica's like, uh-huh. yeah, stop. And I, I love
1: it. It's great. Yeah,
0: K for karaoke. This hurts my throat. <laughs> Cleveland guy who hurts my throat.
1: (laughs) There are lots of different, like, word art and quote art that comes up for this song on, like, Pinterest and Tumblr and and all those services. Lots of really, really pretty art inspired by this song with quotes. Mm -hmm. Nice.
0: You know what else there is? There (laughs) are a ton, a ton, a ton of bands called Marigold. You think that the most recent one would have Googled it before they decided to call themselves Marigold. Yeah. Because when you go on YouTube and you type in Marigold, you're like, wow, this band Marigold has a very diverse sound. No, there's 25,000 bands and artists who have all decided to call themselves Marigold. Why?
1: Why Marigold? I don't
0: know, but they all think they're the first to come up with it. It's like, guys, just try, and I mean guys in the non-gender specific way, just try Googling it to find out if there's someone called Marigold already. Um, There's also the Nirvana song, Marigold, which I told you a little about Mm -hmm. before, but it's notable. I don't feel like playing it. (laughs) But it's notable because, well, play a little of it. So there is a Nirvana song called Marigold, and it's notable because it's the only Nirvana song that Dave Grohl sang. Ah. It was a, it was a B-side to their final album, uh, In Utero. So this is like proto-Foo Fighters. Because you got Dave Grohl singing here. And I'll skip towards the middle a little bit. For anyone who's never heard this song.
5: K-Sound
0: And then he goes on to say that his mom tells him those six colored pictures all in a row of a marigold or weeds. <laughs> he's like, "Oh man, <laughs> no, he doesn't." But um, there's a the Dave Grohl had a demo that he recorded before Nirvana called "Pocket Watch," and I had a bootleg of that because after Foo Fighters became popular in the mid '90s, that Pocket Watch demo got like released as a bootleg, and it was called Foo Fighters demos. I didn't know it was Pocket Watch at the time. And then, and there's a version of Marigold on there as well.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And then Foo Fighters eventually started playing Marigold later in their career. If you watch the Foo Fighters documentary, he talks about how in the first year of the Foo Fighters, before they he put out the first Foo Fighters album, nobody knew what he was going to play as his new band, right? So people mm-hmm. would just go and request Marigold because it's the only song they knew he sang. And he got really tired of it. And he's like, we're not playing Marigold.
1: Well. <laughs> Do you know what marigolds symbolize? Because back in like the, the days of old and like the Victorian era, flowers had many meanings and you would give people flowers to mean different things. And I think it's something we might've talked about on here before, what different flowers mean, but marigolds symbolize passion and creativity. Well, that's one meaning in every way because marigolds seem to mean a lot of things. Uh oh. Um, Some are dark.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Well, there seem to be a lot of different types of marigold. It's It seems like there's a lot... Because when I was looking at the Wikipedia, the Wikipedia for tag is huge. You know what I mean? It's like a yeah. very large... So it makes sense that there are some... We'd like marigold, but there's so many variations of marigold.
1: Yeah, well, some, I guess, mean despair and grief over the loss of love, the beauty and warmth of the rising sun, oh, winning the affections of someone through hard work, wow. creativity and the drive to succeed, desire for wealth, cruelty and coldness due to jealousy. Oh. Some of them just contradict each other. <laughs> yeah. Sacred sacred offerings to the gods, remembering a celebrate and celebrating the dead and promoting cheer and good relations in a relationship. Interesting. Yeah. So it says that, that, um, they've been used for many, many years as, um, sacrifices to the gods from Christian Aztec, Buddhist, Hindu, and pagan religions. Um,
0: April's barking Uh, in her sleep.
1: (laughs) Apparently, um, the common name Marigold comes from the plant's use as an offering to the Virgin Mary in the place of gold coins. Interesting.
0: Oh, apparently there's a second genus of Marigold. The common Marigold is part of the Calundula genus. I guess I just have to show you. Look see, so a you have the genus of Taguese, Tagets, which have like African marigold, Aztec marigold, French marigold, Mexican marigold. What did you just say? <laughs> Calabunga. Calabunga. Sorry. And so then the, but then there's a different genus of caladula, which is the common marigold, also called pot marigold, ruddles or scotch marigold. So the, marig- the word marigold is a very overused word, yeah. apparently. Like, there's no, it's not like you say a rose is a rose. Like, marigolds are, the word marigold is given to what seems like hundreds of different types of flowers, which are all related or not related. Because like I said, the first genus I was reading about, they're related to sunflowers. But this other genus I found, which also have marigolds in them, they're, yeah what the heck they're also there are about 15 or 20 species of this Calendula genus wow. often known as marigold native to asia western europe the mediterranean um it's so confusing we are not or what would you call a flower experts Siri, what do you call a flower expert? Not a botanist. Botanist, that's it. Is it a botanist? Yeah, botanist. We're not botanists. We're no. not musicians. And we're when we started this podcast, we <laughs> we made it clear that we're not musicians. And now we're making it clear that we're not botanists. Nope. So I can't really blame if my theory is correct. And Matt Thiessen's mom got confused and she had always been told to believe that marigolds were weeds. I can't really blame her because nobody really seems to know what the <laughs> hell a marigold is. <laughs>
1: All I know is that next Valentine's Day, I'm going to give you a card that says, Hey, baby, out of all the common variety weeds, I picked you.
5: Aww.
0: <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs>
1: Um, I also have an album review here, and I'm not sure if we've done this one before or not. I'm at least going to just read what they had to say about this song. Okay. In particular, we've gotten to the point where after a year, I'm like, I feel like we've been through all these reviews, but I'm not entirely sure. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure I've seen some of the images on this page before, so I'm, I'm pretty sure that it, uh, that it is, and it's kind of lengthy. So I'm just going to go down. This is from walkingtheshoreline.com. And here's what they had to say about Marigold. This is my favorite track. It starts with a cute story about how Matt got some flowers from school and brought them home to his mom, who told them they were weeds. Then he compares himself to a weed, and yet he had still been chosen. It's just way too nice a thought, and actually really beautiful. The build to the bridge is unforgettable, and I literally smile every time it comes on. It sounds like a sunrise and even has some sort of Christmas slash jubilant bell chiming through it.
0: Yes, I love that part. Yeah, so I was thinking when I said, like, if this song was on Forget Not Slow Down, you almost could have split it into two songs. It's kind of funny that they just call it a bridge. Like, you just have a song that just ends with two bridges. Like, is that really a bridge? You know what I mean? Like, if you don't return to any of the previous minute of the song, does that count as a bridge? You know, like, Paranoid Android, like, never repeats anything. Like, the Radiohead song never repeats Mm -hmm. any phrase at any point. Like, there's got to, like, then how can one thing be a verse or a chorus or a bridge if it's just like almost like two songs and you just move from one to the next. Because that buildup into that second half of the song is so uplifting. And I love that comparison to say it's like a sunrise. That's great. I love that. And I definitely love the second half of this more than the first. You know what? I would, They should have called this song Marigold Part 1 and Part 2. That would have been cute. There's. A, there, I'm thinking of this because there's a Thing Might Be Giants song called Music Jail Part 1 and Part 2. And it's one song, but it kind of like plays out like two songs. So if you just called it Marigold Part 1 and 2, then people would have got this idea that it's two songs. But really, are those bridges? It just feels like a different half of the song.
1: I don't know. I just went off of what it said on Genius. Right.
0: I feel like that might just be kind of conforming. I'm not a musician, but I just feel like that's kind of conforming this song to like a a box that it doesn't need to be in. You know what I mean? Like the first half of the song is totally different than the second half of the song. Right. So I don't think it's a bridge. I think they're new choruses or verses. Right. Yeah. A whole different stanza. (laughs) That's not it.
1: Um, The only other thing that I wanted to mention was... I'm not reading it again because we definitely read this in another episode, but the UI Argonaut article where they totally just got so much of this album wrong. Oh right. Um, which includes, uh, them talking about this song, Miragold, uh, now, if you were to ask me, I would pick the song Marigold. It details the story of an orphan and an orphanage right. being portrayed as a garden by having different kinds of flowers. Um, yeah, one of, one of the lines in the song reads, oh, I'm a marigold and you picked me. It's a very beautiful song and it definitely gives off good and faithful vibes and is something super fun to jam to in a car. Right.
0: I remember we talked about this on with Mountain Talk.
1: That was it. it that was when we top. talked to them on
0: top, you came across that. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, man, they just conflated like three different air for free songs into one. Yeah, and
1: they would also recommend it if anyone wants zen.
0: Nice. Okay.
1: Yeah. Jam two in the car, but also zen. close.
0: If you're driving down the road, and you just need some zen, close your eyes, <laughs> take a little
1: breath. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Open them up after a while. Climb out. Get away from the car before it explodes. Um So here's yeah, so here's that same live video. Oh, before we get into that, we gotta take a break. That's right. (laughs) So we'll be right back with some live clips of Reliant K. If you'd like to interact with Sadie Hawkins Pod, please do. We have a voicemail line, which is 40295-SADIE.
1: You can also send us an email at sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com.
0: And check out our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Sadie Hawkins Pod.
1: We'd also like to take this moment to thank our patrons who have signed up at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod.
0: We've got Brady, David, Tucker, This Might Be a Podcast, Owen, Jimmy Eat Pod, Roxanne, and Samantha.
1: If you'd like to join our Patreon, we're discussing most of the K is for Karaoke tracks like Justin Bieber's Baby and Cakes The Distance. We've done some random stuff like a video of us playing Animal Crossing and discussing our summertime playlist.
0: Oh, and we're reading through the entirety of the Reliant K related book, complex infrastructure known as the female mind. And hey, if you thought there wasn't a Reliant K book that makes a short bus joke, we'll sign up and learn how wrong you were.
1: There are two 5 and $10 levels where you can get those bonus apps and extras like merch.
0: And if you have a special someone in your life, think of giving them the gift of Sadie Hawkins pod. <laughs> okay, so let's listen to some of that footage from Cleveland, November 2015. And I was not being... I was I'm totally vindicated here in how awful the crowd was because Big Benny 4 years ago with 3 uplikes <laughs> upvotes you know thumbs uh-huh. ups on his comment or her comment their comment says wow the audience is so rude annoying then Joe Keaton Keating says I was there super packed crazy high energy and also alcohol, plus, you know, Clevelanders. <laughs> yeah, Clevelanders! So I don't know <laughs> if we're gonna hear any. I was previewing some of this, and yeah, the guy, the, this jackass <laughs> in somewhere just goes in the middle of the song during, cause it opens with, well, here, it opens with the um, pre, like a version of the pre gap thing. And the few times they've played this live, they have sometimes opened with that sort of pre gap beginning. Mm-hmm. And the guy just goes, Marigold! That's called alcohol. That's called alcohol. it's also called being a really obnoxious <laughs> jerk. So let's listen to Reliant K, one of the few times they have played Marigold, and this time playing it before the album
7: came out. Yeah. It's not safe
6: not sad. Can I say anymore? Nothing but the sun in your eyes Nothing but the sun in your eyes I was...
0: Cheering, there are a bunch of jerks <laughs> that night. I'm sorry, like, whatever, who cares? Like, ugh, I've been to concerts like that where like it's a brand new song. Like, if we right. were at a can you imagine if we were at a really K concert and like, hey, everyone, here's a brand new song for our upcoming album, and the people around us are like, <laughs> yeah, like, just shut up,
1: especially because it, it's so slow too like that intro yeah. is really slow and everybody's just like talking and laughing like they don't know what to do they're just like bored or something they're like what do we do through this do you remember
0: have you ever there on one of Patton Oswald's like first two or three CDs there's this whole part where he and it's so funny cause he never and I've heard the actual stand up bit but it wasn't released on his CDs but he does this bit where he had had sex with a lady one night who's not his wife like some point in his past And they're afraid that she could get pregnant, so they try to find a morning-after pill. Like, they spend the whole day rushing around together trying to find a morning-after pill. And the whole point of the I don't remember the ultimate punchline, but the point is like he goes around with her all day trying to find this pill so that they don't end up having a baby together. But because he spent the whole day with her basically running errands, he's like, oh, maybe this is almost like a person I could spend time with because I'm just like (laughs) running around the city with her today. Right? But it's all building up to how then he, because then when they finally get, the, the they go to like a Planned Parenthood place and they're like screaming kids and by the time he's like I never want to have kids like he does a total 180 it's like I never want a family I can't stand this and right before he gets to that punchline when he is saying this in the story he's saying this nice thing to this lady he's like you know like I know we're, we, you and I aren't going to have kids or whatever we don't want to have kids together but after spending this day with you I could almost imagine like maybe I could spend my life you know maybe I could spend time with you or what he didn't like wasn't proposing to right. this point and as he says that he's about to launch into the, the 180 where now he's saying how much he can't stand the kids that they see running around later in the story. Right before he says that, some jerk in the audience goes, whoo, like right before he gets to the punchline oh. and Patton Oswalt just unloads on him. <laughs> Because he's like, you <laughs> you like selfish SOB, you idiot. Like, I was two seconds from the punchline, and you're so afraid of, like, an actual human emotion <laughs> that you can't let it happen. He, it's an amazing <laughs> bit. And the actual, the actual stand-up routine was never on his CDs, but only this version where some jerk in the audience wow. ruins it is on there. <laughs> that, that, maybe that CD was recorded in Cleveland. <laughs> Gonna, I, hope, I don't know who listens to us in Cleveland,
1: but sorry, Cleveland.
0: But uh, you know, what's his name? Not Jelly Donut, where's the comment? <laughs> There's another person on here named Jelly Donut. Um, Joe Keating probably knows what I'm talking about because he's admitting hey he's admitting hey Clevelanders, they just like yelling out stuff. So anyway. There is more <laughs> that was quite a tangent, I'm sorry. Let's go to a different live performance where there aren't just people yelling out in the middle of the show. And this one's interesting because I guess, so this is in Baltimore in December, December 1st, 2015. So also before the album came out. And Teeson kind of, he doesn't tell the whole story, I don't think, but he has like an interesting little like editorial on what he seems to think of this song. So here's that version live in Baltimore 2015.
5: (laughs)
7: Hey, Gretchen. Who says hi? Gretchen. Gretchen. Did you say Gretchen? Gretchen? Dave just said hi to you. Yeah, yeah. hi, Gretchen. Hi. From all of us. Say that. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, so we're going to play a couple of new songs.
5: Oh, f-
1: yeah. That girl's name was Gretchen. this is Donnie Darko.
0: Oh, I get it.
1: Yeah. And they start playing "Head over heels so good.
0: I didn't get was that. Was that intentional? Maybe. That's amazing if it was. I didn't Sorry. notice. Sorry. Hey, it goes back to our Patreon from this week. We talked about Donnie Darko there. So, uh yeah, he plays a little bit of uh, what's that song? Head Over Heels. Head Over Heels, and then they'll get into act he'll actually Introduce Marigold.
7: I'm so glad I knew that the harpsichord was on. That would have been a really bad way to start yeah, this song. Yeah, you do Yeah, only because the Tears for Fears little thing on the phone. Thank you for saving my harpsichord butt. I don't really have a harpsichord butt. Um, Alright, so this song's called Marigold. Um, it's new, it's a little meandering, and I hope you like it.
0: So he describes the song as, the song's a little meandering.
1: Yeah.
7: Yeah.
0: Like, that's, like, a negative way to put it. It's like, here's yeah. a brand new song. It's a little meandering. <laughs> like, I'm like, just maybe after that Cleveland performance, he's like, oh, this song. Maybe maybe he's like, oh, this song sucks. But this song's great. Oh, no. And, and as I implied before, they barely, barely played this song on the Searching for America tour. Looking for America tour.
1: Right. Maybe it's just the first few times they sort of, like auditioned it in front of audiences people just didn't have a great reaction to it
0: yeah which we heard with uh ptl (laughs) we heard some really bad reactions to ptl
5: on those first performances of
0: it with john john and ethan in the band and everything but yeah i mean i don't agree i don't think this is a meandering song i don't understand what he means by that like what does he mean by meandering? Like, like that sounds like a negative thing to say about your own song. Right. But does it just mean kind of? Because it is this song. It, 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 it this has, song does yeah. have a poetic flow where it doesn't stay on one narrative. It kind of moves through a thing. Like it starts with a very physical, like a very tangible specific literal story about being a kid and giving a gift to your mom. And then it flows off into another thing with this imagery of making, you know, going after someone's heart and there being a volcano that wakes up on New Year's day and all of these like florid sort of non-tangible concepts. But I think that's what makes it a lovely song. I think you start like in this home with this, with this mother and son, and then you move up into the world and the whole song's about love in the wire general universal sense. So what does he mean by saying that it's a meandering song?
1: Maybe at this point, because they were still... uh, Do they play the intro here?
0: Let's find out. Yep. Yeah.
1: So maybe because it has that slower intro that takes a full minute. Right. Before you kind of get into the fun, you know, part of the song. Right. That's a little bit more bouncy and a little more happy. You have this sort of really like... A, a very long intro yeah. that is slower to then go into it. Like I am not, the more the more we've listened to it now, a super huge fan of this intro. Right. Like I think it's better that it starts out a little peppier, a little happier, and then it goes, you know, it and then it slows down and speeds back up again. Yeah. I think it works better that way.
0: Right. Well, let's hear, I mean, I skipped ahead three minutes into it. So <laughs> let's hear a little bit towards the middle of the, live performance in Baltimore.
5: It's
6: not it's not it's not Nothing but the sunny of your eyes.
5: Nothing but the sunny
6: of your eyes. Nothing but the sun in your eyes Nothin' but the sun in your eyes If I ever do bed in the second
5: place I gotta go and make a play for your heart The toilet bar
0: it doesn't sound as good live <laughs> to me right now over the phone it is listening. easier to understand the lyrics though yeah he definitely said a dormant volcano waking up on new year's day it's
1: after this that more of the controversy okay so let's, let's hear what he says from. okay, okay.
0: You want me to play that back?
1: Oh my gosh. It's, <laughs> st- no, it's still so muddled. <laughs> Build something up to tear it apart. I got... I went too far. I don't know. so <laughs> waking up on New Year's Day. Well,
0: maybe know. we can tell what people sing in the covers... Well, to see there what they decided, at oh, least. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, no, actually, that does sound better than I thought. It maybe wasn't blowing me away like the actual rec- or the actual recorded version does. Apparently, when I look at Setlist FM, and I see the few times they've played this, like, only a dozen times, and so they played a- apparently very little in 2016 with Switchfoot, they apparently played it at the Ritz, which is where they recorded the recent half of the new live album. Mm. So I'm like... So I thought for sure some if that's true that the said FM entry is accurate, I'm like, someone has to have recorded the Ritz concert or did they take I couldn't find it and I'm like, did did they go and take all of the footage, like copyright claim, all the footage of the Ritz because from twenty sixteen because they were gonna release the live album.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So I never I I couldn't find any twenty sixteen with Switchfoot version like i couldn't find a version that was released after the album came out and they've only and according to set list, they've only played a handful of times since the album came out so it's a shame i really hope that they start playing this song more also i forgot a note i had about the song is that this is almost like a bright sunny version like it's a side story to halloween blues because both songs yeah, have to same do thing. Yeah. with an elementary school <laughs> t right. going out to his mom and getting like advice and talking to her about stuff cuz he's
1: That's what happened to him. That's why he'll never be free.
0: Oh, it's a marigold blue. Something <laughs> happened to him and he'll never be free because he gave his mom the flowers he won.
1: Yeah, and she didn't like them. It
0: was a it was a it was a harvest festival leading up to Halloween at the church and he won some marigolds and he gave them to her. There you go. And she said these are weeds. Ick. And he was like, "Oh man," Now here I'm stuck in this blue box, <laughs> not the Doctor <laughs> Who one, but the salty, the singing songbook one. So yeah, that's it for versions sung by the band. Uh, so we can do some covers. There's only a handful, and J C Keith has one, and and uh, they're part of the reason why we picked the song this week because they had released "Flower" and "Marigold" on this EP, and their whole tribute album's coming out soon. And here is their version from three weeks ago of "Marigold." And we can also, we'll skip, after we play a little of the first part, we'll skip to the end and hear what they chose as the lyrics for the last part. I was in third grade.
6: Got a pot of plant full of flowers, ran home and gave them to my mom. She said that they were marigolds. What you call your garden variety weed. Oh, I'm a marigold. Oh, I'm a marigold. Oh, I'm a marigold. And you picked me.
0: I really like that. I feel like this is one of the best J.C. Keith covers ever, especially like when he did the you pick me and he kind of wavered and as he as the note went down, I really like this. Like, I feel like in a lot of cases, J.C. Keith's covers are, you know, they're chasing Reliant K's versions, Mm -hmm. like they're making them their own or just emulating them and they do a good job. But it's like, well, you know, this is a good job, but you're just you're covering Reliant K. In this case, this is one of the versions that I, this is one of their covers that I feel like can compete in a way with the original Reliant K version. I find this version really sweet.
1: They slowed it down even more, made it more of like a torch kind of a song.
0: Yeah. Um, It made it a little bit more like, yeah, like slightly more passionate in a way, Mm -hmm. whereas the other one is like bouncy and goofy and fun. like this is wistful and nostalgic. Like it's it, his tone of voice right. for this version fits it very well. Cause it's like a nostalgic song. Like he's singing about mm-hmm. being in a, oh yeah, and I forgot there was another theme I had for this song <laughs> and I wrote all these things down but I kept skipping them. There's a narrative thread that I perceive in this song and it plays into this JC Keith cover where you basically start when this story of when he was in third grade and he gives a gift to his mom And when you're a kid, you're always happy and you love is like, Oh, look, flowers, gifts, my mom, I love my mom and all this stuff. And then you go into adulthood, and you kind of like, lose your innocence, and you're suddenly you're struggling to be happy and to maintain happiness. And this song kind of skips directly from childhood, where you're always happy, directly into this current state of his adulthood, where he's not sad anymore, and he's going to send his mom some flowers, and there's a, and there's a dormant volcano waking up. It's almost like coming out of the funk. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And it does it by doing this kind of time jump directly from third grade, directly to now he's an adult and he's finally feeling happy again. And we don't even in this song, like if you put this in the discography of all of Reliant K, you can imagine what's the sad section in the middle there. But for Marigold, it totally skips it. It just goes happy in third grade, gave my mom a gift, skip directly to the present I'm happy again, I'm gonna send my mom some flowers, uh, I'm making a play for someone's heart, I'm not sad anymore. So it's like this nice, it's this nice self-contained thing. And the song is obviously nostalgic specifically to Matt Thiessen, I would imagine, right? Cause it's about his memory. And then here you have JC Keith's version where they make it sort of like slow and more passionate sounding uh, vocally so that it gives it that wistful nostalgic feeling that might be not present in the Reliant K version right because mm-hmm. it's it's more I don't think nostalgia is what Matt Thiessen's version is necessarily trying to put across to you because it's his story how would you feel nostalgic for his story but here you've got a version that's making it sort of like romantic and lovely and nice for a memory that they're singing about that's not even theirs So here's some more of JC Keith's version.
5: You picked me.
6: It's not sad anymore. Oh, it's not sad anymore. It's not sad. There's nothing but the sun in your eyes. There's nothing but the sun in your eyes. There's nothing but the sun in your eyes.
0: And that's really nice. They yeah, transformed like that, that part. Like... Instead of making it that building... Sunset or sunrise. One reviewer described that building to the bridge as a sunrise. This is more
1: of a sunset.
0: This is more, maybe more of a sunset. I like that. Or a slower sunrise or something. But it's really nice.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they go sort of down instead of up. I like it.
0: And last thing, and then we'll move on to the other covers. Let's hear how they do the last section that's in, that has a controversy
6: for the lyrics. If I have to get closer to present state, I gotta pull something to tear it apart. If I have to
0: get back to present state, I have to pull something to tear it apart. That's what he's singing, more or less.
6: <laughs>
0: all these conditions got me waking up on New Year's Day.
1: Yeah, that's what I can't remember. Some of them had that. Some, well, one of the like six different lyric sites I went yeah. to said that. <laughs>
0: Well, if they don't want to publish official lyrics, then as far as I'm concerned, any cover could basically pick whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean there's certain lyrics I absolutely don't think are correct, like some people who think it's not New Year's Day but a new day. It's new Year, it's New Year's Day.
1: Right. Um, yeah, and the twenty carnations or whatever, that was confusing. That's what uh I can't remember which site had that one.
0: Uh, then we have basically we have two more covers there's actually a couple more covers in that but I'll just pick these two there's two more acoustic covers this one is by I was in this one is by Mike live 1285 Mike live 1285 was he born January 2nd 1985 that's his that's his username um, it rhymes it does rhyme and here is his version from three years ago.
6: I was in third grade, got a potted plant full of flowers, ran over and gave them to my mom. She said that they were marigolds, what you call your garden variety weed.
0: Oh. He's made it into a uh, Sadie Hawkins dance. Oh yeah. I don't know if that's what he meant to do, I'm just saying that's what it's like.
6: Oh I'm a miracle. Oh I'm a miracle if you picked me. So
0: anyway I should buy my mom So yeah it's nice. Yeah. Um I'm going to skip ahead and see how he does the second half.
6: It's like when I start
0: He, he went for 20 he, conditions.
1: Conditions. Was it conditions or carnations? He I said, condition. he said I, conditions. I think he said okay. conditions.
0: 20 conditions. That's just a weird lyric. It
1: is, but so is con- carnations. That doesn't really make sense either. I Actually, I guess it kind of does because they look like carnations. Aren't they kind of carnation? Maybe, but what I'm what saying, what, what <laughs>
0: remember, like 20 conditions, like that's just a weird... It, it is. I, I hate, I'd hate to learn that that's the lyric because <sighs> out of 20 carnations or 20 conditions... Twenty Carnations is the better lyric, especially because be it's a song like, about flowers. Is this going to be like uh, Forest for the Cemetery, where yeah, we can't for- accept it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like twenty conditions—that's such a weird. That sounds, that sounds. He's getting old, and he's yeah. like feeling all those
1: conditions popping up. Well, I was going to
0: say it sounds contractual. <laughs> like you can sign this, you can sign this agreement on twenty conditions. Right? Uh, and so the last cover, this is by Sam Culp. And so I'm wondering, Sam Culp, is he related to Dennis Culp from Five Iron Frenzy, the trombone player who also wrote a lot of songs? Think about it. Is is this is it? Think about it. I, I don't know. Could it be a, You con- tell me? Could it be one of the 20 conditions in which <laughs> <laughs> this conspiracy between Five Iron and, and Reliant K gets deeper? Well, let's listen to this cover. I was in the dream. The image and Jessica was like, "This is weird," but I looked at it and I'm like, I think I get the context. It's a, it's an ID to a hospital, like a, like an employee's ID to a hospital. But it looks
1: really wrecked. But it
0: looks really wrecked and old. Like really it's old. It's because it's probably from like, could be from the 80s or the 70s or the 90s or something. Or you know, it's from a previous decade. <laughs> right. And it's old. And it says Saint Mary's Medical Center. It's been
1: taped in a couple places. It's very dirty.
0: And it says Sandra Makowski. So I'm assuming cardiology. So and she looks like a very that looks like an 80s. 80s picture mm-hmm. of the of the lady so i'm guessing and it's just a guess that this is the singer's mom and this is like her work id from the hospital she worked at in the 80s which is nice if that's yeah. accurate because this is a song about matt Thiessen's mother so this this artist is you know making it about his mom Are very, those are those, those are like those weird harmonic chords. Mm. They sound very grungy. They sound kind of like almost like almost like the Nirvana Marigold song, (laughs) yeah. So, um, I guess that's Marigold. That's Marigold by Reliant K, and there's no fan videos, no FMVs, there's just this. three people looking wow. into Photo Booth on an iMac. <laughs> <My> latest... <laughs> what is What is Merlandia. Merle... No, mine is a Marigold. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so three... I guess they
1: think these goofy faces make them look like their name is Marigold.
0: It's three people looking into, like, <laughs> an iPhoto or whatever it is, Photo Booth in iMac. Photo Booth, yeah. When you could, like, distort your face. They're, like... They just think it's the, the funniest thing. The guy
1: in the has a pot on his head.
0: And they just think it's the funniest thing because their teeth are all elongated and their <sighs> foreheads and stuff. And they're Mary's having a great time.
5: Good times.
0: And that's Marigold by Reliant K. <laughs> You're
5: she, I guess about it for a she, <laughs>
0: That lady looking into the camera distorted the distorted camera, that's Marigold. So my theory is <laughs> Matt Thiessen is making a play for her art.
1: Oh, I'm a marigold, and you picked me to be your podcasting partner. Yes. I'm not sure why. No, because
0: you're wonderful, because you're like a flower in the weeds. Wait, that's nice. Damn it. (laughs) I was trying to insult you.